Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I have a very close friend of mine as our guest today, Miss Yvette Davis. She is the development officer for the Lourdes Foundation. Welcome to the show, Yvette. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yvette and I are coming off a big weekend in New Orleans. We uh, uh, were able to go see the Tigers win the national championship, and um, Yvette's uh, husband, Taylor, and, uh, and their whole family, just close, close friends, been friends for a very long time, great Cajun Catholics, and uh, I'm excited to have Yvette on the show. Yvette, I guess tell us about yourself first. Tell, tell me a little bit about your, your, your upbringing. Well, I was born here in Lafayette, um, the youngest of uh, three girls, uh, John and Amy Swallow were my parents. Uh, my, my mom had, um, passed when I was 14. She was uh, a high school PE teacher. My dad worked for State Farm. So we were pretty much a middle-class, normal family living in Cajun country. It was all good. You know, I have good memories of my childhood. And you went to where? What, for elementary and high school? Oh, well, we started out at Broadmoor, Edgar Martin. My sisters went to Edgar Martin, and then we... Um, we built a house on Farrell Road when it was back in the gravel street days. Um, and so we were switched to Paulboro mm-hmm. and Como. So I went to Paulboro. That was kind of the beginning of that uh, gifted and talented program that I went to one day a week. And it was uh, a real good experience. Just excellent teachers and a great group of friends. And, and then um, I moved on to Como for about a couple of days. My mom had passed during the summer before freshman year of high school Mm -hmm. so my dad uh, came home after three days at Como and said that he was gonna um he's had me set up for an interview for St. Thomas More so I went and met Miss Jumanville the next morning and um many are called but few are chosen that's it that's it (laughs) I was apparently chosen and I had to wear normal clothes so I stuck out like oh no oh it was anyway and it's hard enough being the new kid in high school but it was um a great experience everyone was very welcoming and that's definitely a huge part of my faith building was at that high school. I mean, I'd never been around like, oh, we're going to all pray together, you know, in these settings. Right. So. Tell me about your early Catholic foundation. I mean, is there, who was the spiritual rock in your family or what, or what, what, oh, what did the mass and your yeah, prayer life look like? Definitely. Well, we always went to mass. That was no question. Um, but I wouldn't say my parents were really talkative about their faith. Um, my grandmother, my mom's mom, Alice LeSang, was definitely a huge um, influence in all of our lives. I mean, she was a home economic major. She traveled teaching everyone how to, you know, cook, sew, and do all these things with the LSU Extension Program. And she raised her three kids pretty much by herself, um, which was really hard during those days, mm-hmm. from a small town of Ville Platte. Um, but she moved to Lafayette once um, my mom started having kids and settled, and she 
found her way. Holy Cross was her parish. Mm -hmm. She was a Eucharistic minister. She was a catechism teacher. I would just, she was a very high energy grandmother, to say the least. Mm -hmm. And she was always preaching to us. If she'd hear us bickering or fighting, you know, Jesus is watching. Jesus loves you. (sighs) Remember, Jesus is always watching. And we would always kind of giggle going, where is he? (laughs) Where is he watching? (laughs) And we'd look around the room like, does he have cameras? Where is he? (laughs) That's too funny. Yeah. So Yvette's involved in a lot of different Catholic um, functions, I guess you could say. You know, I know they do some marriage encounter. Um, My daughter's getting married, and um, and they're they're actually the mentor couple for for them. How did that start? Yeah, Witness to Love is a a program that actually Taylor was um, asked to be a part of their board and um, just a real beautiful startup program for helping our our priests um and, you know it's a lot to have to meet with married you know engaged couples and get it all in and then so if you have a bunch of married engaged couples i mean uh i can only imagine how many meetings that adds up to in in a season and you know there's some definite parts where they don't encourage the wedding nuptials during certain holy seasons. So mm-hmm. you only have so much time to get in all those visits and to really work through um, those questions of faith that each of them have and how they're going to grow together in their marriage. And so it's been a privilege. It's been very um, rewarding for me in, in getting to know Ashley and Chance as well as our little first couple. Um, I, I would say I was not exactly feeling like we were the model couple <laughs> to be invited, but Um, once we got going with the workbook and you know it is you can always offer something um, and and not just advice but just you know where you might have learned something that you didn't realize before I mean you have to see me smile you can't see me smile over the radio but you know they are so humble and I know they both are Eucharistic ministers at Pius and and yeah. Taylor made Curcio and, and Yvette's in the Theresians. They're, they got a lot going on, and uh, they were the perfect mentor couple. And uh, for Thank those you. of you who know Yvette and Davis, they've just been uh, uh, really just a pillar in our community. And so I want to ask a question because um, I made Curcio. It's been it's been a long time now, probably 15, 16 years. And, and when Taylor made it, I, I sponsored Taylor through Curcio. You come out of there, and Taylor. Anybody who knows Taylor in town, he's he's already high energy, and uh, and you know coming out of that experience. Um, uh, do you remember that time? I do. He, I do. It, I'm sure it was a rough time. Well, it was it was just interesting. It was um, you know I got it. He was on fire, and you could you could see it visibly, and you could feel it, and uh, and you know he's supposed to be the spiritual leader of our family, and you know getting down on our knees and praying together at night was gung-ho I mean coming off of that and um, I, I did see a, a beautiful change in him with that um, and you know I was still we were still raising kids I just felt like I'm gonna have my time to do that but it was important for him mm-hmm. I think at that point and I think we're all called to that when we're ready Absolutely. I just went on a um, silent retreat at um, Our Lady of the Oaks with a spiritual director Joan Broussard and that was a beautiful experience I think it has to do too with your personality and your spirituality and how you seek God in your prayer life. Um, I, d- I love to journal and contemplate scripture, and she's a mentor of that. And so it was a beautiful experience there um, and, and really was touched in, in a very unique way. Um, she uh, did share with me that she had a little vision during the Mass when I was walking up for the Eucharist, and it was just very special, very special. I love those supernatural moments, you know. Um, I, I feel like 
God and the Holy Spirit just totally grab your heart and reach out to you. And it's just, it's, I always say, like to me, like from Curcia, I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow because, you know, and, and it's always something special. We, we were able to attend Mass at St. Francis of Assisi in, in New Orleans, uh, near Ursuline, uptown. And uh, there's so many beautiful churches there in New is. Orleans, my goodness. And y'all, you guys have an apartment there. I mean, tell me a little bit about y'all. You guys probably get to frequent a few churches over there. We do. I yeah. think St. Patrick's, we went to that one, which is a unique mass because the priest turns his back to the congregation when he's doing, um, you know, getting ready, preparation of the Eucharist. But uh, beautiful singing and just, you just are so, you look around at all that gold gilded, beautiful <laughs> artwork and just, I'm just in awe and um, just love doing that. And then there's, um, Immaculate Conception is really close to our place. Love that and church. Beautiful. They are all beautiful. There's a, um, another one. It's Our Lady of Guadalupe, and they do a jazz mass. That's been fun to go to. I think it's a 9 o'clock or 11, and um, lots of great music. Of course, we love music, so uh, that's just a bonus. <laughs> yeah, we, we were uh, in New Orleans for some surgery for my wife, um, I guess a couple of months ago. We went to St. Teresa of Avila which is near St. Charles. And they're just, my parents were from New Orleans, you know, had spent some time in New Orleans uh, through college and whatnot. And it's just such, I mean, I, I guess I'm speaking about that now. You don't consider the New Orleans people Cajuns, maybe, you know, certainly South Louisiana, but um, it's a different kind of culture, yeah. you know, and we had a yat priest, you know, for, uh, <laughs> for the mass and it, he was fabulous. I mean, the guy was so wonderful, but I tease about that. It's not a derogatory term. You know, you know the New Orleans Yats. You got oh, yeah. a little bit of an accent there. Well, and they make fun of our Cajun Absolutely. Accent, so. they, they think we're backwards a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, So we'll move on to a little bit about um, the Lourdes um, Foundation, which you're um, a big a big part of. And Lourdes is doing some great things. I went, I got to tour St. Bernadette's, but, but St. Bernadette's uh, Community Clinic. But tell us a little bit about some of the things with, with Lourdes. Well, it's it's an outreach ministry. I think um, the Franciscan missionaries of Our Lady have always done these sort of services and these programs, but it was um, pretty much done and not spoken about um, for the last, I guess, well, we're going to have a 20-year anniversary of St. Bernadette Clinic. And and it's really hard to say 20 years because it started out as a bus in the street with a nurse practitioner who's going out to where the, the needy are, and that's by the shelters, and it's just a known area that they can get services and um, the, the hygiene station with Catholic services right there. I mean, we're great partners with them. Um, so it was a natural tendency to, to kind of try to get some um, health care preventative things to them because people on the streets are going to get those sort of um, – skin infections and things on their feet that's their mode of transportation that you and I wouldn't uh, we wouldn't think would be very serious but if they if they're untreated that's an emergency room visit and mm-hmm. so you're tying up an emergency room visit with something that could have been easily treated just in a, a sort of clinic setting like that so they don't charge for the visit um, they do you know make sure they document everything and question where you where you're coming from, what's your major uh, issue of the day, and they try to just kind of get the full picture, and then they'll break it down into appointments, and many of them end up in the dental clinic because a lot of their infections recur through the bloodstream and their teeth. They've never had really good hygiene and for their teeth, and so that was a whole other component that as this clinic evolved, you know, they're serving people, but then they're also expanding services. So the foundation's been challenged over the years. The hospital used to support these outreach services, and with the Medicaid expansion, 2016, with the downturn, 
uh, for the economy and, and, and the oil and, and all those things happening at once. We, we were kind of in a crisis and had to step up our game with the foundation and get out and really talk about it, offer tours, and get people aware of the services. Um, the sisters finally relented to, to doing more of that and hiring me. I'm supposed to get the word out even more. So I appreciate the opportunity today to just speak about it. We also do a Northside High Health Clinic. Uh, Sister Betty Lyons was instrumental in getting that started with the with the um, public school system. I think it was a, a strong um, movement where you know, these kids were going into high school without immunizations, and um, they just didn't have access. And so putting that clinic there, the first in Acadiana, was a huge step for the ministry. And um, even going into the junior high now, our nurse practitioner floats, and she makes sure those kids are getting seen because, again, the access is low. If you have one parent, a guardian, or two working parents, they just don't have a lot of time to take off to do those things. So if you bring the health care to them, you can knock that out. And then our whole community um, is better in, in health and wellness. So the other um, ministry we do, we actually have taken on a few more, but um, Northside High was what I just mentioned. And that's for the students there. It's like 700 students and the faculty. So that's their only transportation. Some of them is on foot or the bus. And so having the health care there is a huge part of the ministry and getting those kids' physicals done. and That's in the high school itself? It's in Northside High. high. Mm-hmm. It's on the right as you as you pull up. You'd okay. see it on the right. And um, there's a nurse practitioner. Iris is handling that with her team. And there's a social worker. And so you can imagine there's some social issues. The main thing being, I think, is the obesity um, that starts in that junior high. So I think they're really trying to get nutrition advice out to those kids and uh, access to fruit and vegetables, drinking more water, move your body more. Those things are what they really are focusing on. Um, and then the other ministry being a congregational health services is where we partner with churches and they, um, there's a liaison that would kind of evaluate what are your needs in your, in your membership of your church. You know, some might say, well, we have, a, we have an epileptic and we're not really sure what to do when they go into seizure. You know, if they don't have a doctor in the congregation at that moment. It's scary, a scary thing. And so getting that education to them, training their own uh, parishioners to know what to do, to, to be that link to their own, that worked better than sending in a, a, a physician in a white coat um, preaching to those members. Uh, we felt like having their own, being trained, and having that liaison um, coming in to do wellness screenings and things like that has worked so much better for them. And it's not just Catholic churches. It's sure. it's where there's a need and they want to partner with us. We also have taken on Camp Bluebird. It's a, a adult cancer survivor camp that's uh, a weekend retreat for people to get away from their normal circumstances and just have some fun, do some arts and crafts, do some praying and journaling if they want. In the beautiful setting of the Wesley Center, and we just took on with the acquisition of Women's and Children's um, some other children's initiatives that we're actually formulating right now. When people leave the hospital, you expect they have a car seat, that kind of thing, where um, maybe they don't, and they maybe can't afford one. Y'all got it going on. Uh, You're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Today's guest is Yvette Davis. She is the development officer for Lewis Foundation, and they have their hands in a whole lot. I'm going to say something really silly. You know, I've lived in Lafayette my whole life, and I guess this is really silly. Maybe there are other people like me that, you know, I guess I didn't really know, and this is embarrassing, that Lourdes was a Catholic um, hospital and organization. And, you know, even in the logo, they got the big cross up there on the hospital and all off Ambassador. But, 
you know, we're so, I don't know, I'm just going to speak for myself. I'm so proud to be a Catholic and to have that, that type of organization in Lafayette. And my mom was involved on the board at Lourdes. She and, was. you know, um, to, just to say how proud that, that we are as Catholics to have that in our community, it's wonderful. Well, we, we, it is. It's a privilege to work for this ministry. And I invite everybody in. We have a daily Mass at 1130. Uh, it's also on the TV screens if you happen to be a patient there or you're a caregiver of. And it's every day except for Saturdays. Um, and so we welcome anyone, not just to come to the hospital when you're sick, but come and pray. And um, there's lots of opportunities for volunteers to bring around Eucharist and pastoral care ministries, lots of volunteer opportunities in that realm. So we welcome you as Catholics. And then also um, Protestants, you know, anyone who wants to just pray with people. It's a beautiful experience. It's a beautiful chapel, and I've had many come on the show and say, well, you know, we grew up going to Lourdes uh, for Mass, and <laughs> like they're going to confession because it's a short Mass, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. And, well, uh, it tends to be a short Mass because yeah. of the workers and that sure. they only have a 30-minute break, and so to get in the Mass and, like, grab a bowl of soup is kind of the idea. It's always but, beautiful, though, you know. You know? Yeah. I'm going to read the back of the brochure because I think it, it's very prophetic. It's Jeremiah 22, 16. And it says, he made sure that justice and help were given to the poor and needy, and everything went well for him. Isn't that what it means to know me? Asked the Lord. Uh, very fitting. You know, I think of my mom when I, when I read that because uh, mom really had a, had a um, just a love uh, for, for feeding the poor in this community through food net and whatnot. But um, so, Yvette, uh, let's get personal here. Let's, let's get it going on. Uh, so you mentioned you journal a lot and you're journaling from scripture, you know, give me something like maybe recently, what, what what's going on in your prayer life? Give me a little bit of that. Well, we're doing, um, my Teresian group is reading a book by Sonia Corbett and it's, um, it's about the, a modern version of doing Lectio Divina with scripture. Sometimes I just open the Bible where I land. Um, I'll read, um, but I'll go off of that Sarah Young book too, that um, for daily kind of reflection, meditation, besides the Laudat app on my phone. I'll read something through that, but it's kind of like it's something strikes me, a word. Uh, I'll meditate on that and maybe journal about it. Uh, a lot of times I just get up, and because I'm the type of person I am, it's all in my head when I, I start to awaken in the morning and I start to kind of run down my day and what's ahead or what I need to take care of. And there's a little, sometimes a little anxiety, so I'll go to my little prayer spot and break out my little rosary and maybe say a decade and let that sink in and then um, pull out the scriptures and, and go that route. So, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm very blessed. Everywhere I look in my house, there's a book that is laying there from either my brother-in-law, uh, Father Hampton Davis, or one of the siblings, or somebody's dropped off a book or, you know, it's, it's beautiful. And I encourage that for people to just um, put little prayer cards around, maybe your workplace or your house. And the minute I'll see it, I'll stop and pause and you know, you can do that throughout the day if you find it's hard to, you know, find that time. You know, I've been best friends with Taylor since kindergarten, and I can safely say today he married up. You know, oh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. She, he, he, he no. hit a home run, I can tell you, because uh, oh, Yvette seems to be into everything. He does hold his own, but... Uh, but wow, you're into just so many more things that I even knew. I mean, you're all over the place. That's wonderful. I'm doing God's God's work. <clears throat> so um, 
tell me a little bit about um, your ministry at Pius. How, how did the Eucharistic minister that that might have been on low hanging fruit there for you? Well, it was. Uh, I was really tailored, just saying, you know, how do you want to get involved with the church? And we'd go down the different ministries, and um, he said, well, this is something that you know we're going to go to church, we're going to go to the mass, so why don't we just serve in the mass? You know, do you want to read? Do you want to? And he said, I think it'd be cool if we do, you know, the Eucharist. And again, didn't feel worthy (laughs) to kind of pray on that and said, well, gosh. And then that really, it sort of makes you reflect a little bit more on, am I worthy and why am I not? And let's get that going straight. So feeling worthy enough was the first step. But then, um, and it was just an awe-inspiring experience to distribute it. It's interesting. I really... Uh, I feel privileged to do that. And then as that came along, I was called to bring some to a homebound person. Sherry uh, Boudreaux was a choir director there, and her son um, had a surgery that left him in um, a wheelchair. He's, um, so they're homebound. And so uh, I, I bring Eucharist to them every Isn't that Sunday. Awesome? And it's just, you know, when I've invited others to take my place, they are just like, oh, I'll never complain again about anything. I mean, look how beautiful. She's so joyful and just happy to pray with you and you know you're bringing them the eucharist and they just it's really hard for them to get out because the temperature changes and things affect his health Mm -hmm. and um it's just been a beautiful relationship evolving over the last year or so So. yeah we're we're on a pastoral care team where we give communion at the nursing homes uh, near oak barn and the one behind tarlings and uh that's you know, a great it's yeah. oh, I'm telling you that it's it's something that makes my stomach upset because you go in there and it's it's a little depressing and yeah. uh, it's got some funky smells going on yeah. and all, <laughs> you know. But uh, but the people just they they long for the Eucharist and even some of the people that sleep through the the little communion service or whatever. When you come around and you say the body of Christ, they light they up, they o- open their mouth, mm-hmm. and um, it's such a beautiful experience to give. Would encourage anyone to become a eucharistic minister a lot of people think it's a it's a big old deal and yeah it is humbling and you you wonder are you worthy but for me it was on a, on a mission trip and uh they just kind of threw it in i wasn't even authorized you know i mean i don't think they're gonna arrest me for that but <laughs> no. this guy the priest just handed me the the wine and, and said, said just go. go and i'm like i'm not authorized and he's like you're good yeah i'm commissioning you you know and 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 that was my first time and it was so special it was uh in puerto rico Beautiful. And, and, uh, yeah, that's how it went. So, you know, I think the biggest compliment you could pay someone would be to say that their children are just wonderful people doing God's work, just very close to the church. And I know Yvette and Taylor have two two fine children who who are involved with some ministry. They uh, uh, Johnny H is was on was a previous guest on the show. He was uh, he's with with Focus Ministry. I think he's in Colorado. Yeah, he's at Sea Boulder. He's yeah. in charge of their core team on the um, campus ministry and. Uh, he's actually teaching a little religious formation class there part time, so yeah, he's definitely he's dove in big. So that's, that's it's beautiful. Great. Yeah, and then Alice as well. She's at um, Christ the King in Baton Rouge and LSU's campus, and she has been a Eucharistic minister serving and enjoys that. Um, and you know, attending a Bible study. I think even leading one at, before she left. She's actually taking a break to go to Franciscan University this next semester. I did not know that. Yeah, she leaves tomorrow to go to Austria. What? So wow. she said, Mom, I just want to really, uh, they don't offer these theology classes, so I'd like to take those in this program. And, of course, it's abroad. 
Um, so we were a little, Taylor and I are just, you know, we're just praying hard that she's safe and everything goes well. For us Cajun Catholics, abroad is, you know, like north of I-10. So, <laughs> so you know, she's, she's actually pond. going way out. You know, she's going across the bayou there. Uh, yeah. That's that's so big. I mean, Cajun Catholics, we, we bring our, our faith out into the community, into the world. And I, I do believe that, that our community and our faith and our uh our people make the world a better place and and i see that through your children absolutely you know i got to see elise in um, north carolina at a very special camp that she's been attending for a long time as a counselor and to see her interact with these kids as a counselor these young children and bring bring god to these to these people you would be so proud to, to say you're from louisiana to have you know, not just to say that you're yeah. a parent, but but for me, it was a proud moment. Oh, just it's, even to know yeah, that. and it's all when people say that it's God's glory. I mean, it's I would not take credit for anything that my kids are doing. It's just by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit working through them. No question about it. So, okay, so uh, just a few minutes left on the show, Yvette. Um, you know, uh, just tell me what, what in your faith life. Uh, we're, we're I guess we're now we're getting a little almost we're empty nesting at this point. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it is a little different, but I think, I think for me anyway, I feel like my faith has grown and, and, and we're in a different place where we can help others too. But, um, how is your faith life? How would you, how would you, would you, you oh, say? I'd say, well, you just have a lot more time yeah. to devote to it. And, um, I, I would say it's, it's strong as ever. And, you know, just cause your kids are not in the house with you doesn't mean you're not constantly thinking about them and praying for them and, you know, you don't want to over-parent because you want them to learn how to become their own independent selves. But I did, you know, I took up uh, an, a tennis league. You know, I had been playing a little bit, but I can play now more, getting some exercise. And then um, just being in those ministries, the marriage ministry, uh, there was one offered at St. Pius for the first time that we participated in. And just kind of looking for those opportunities, bringing dinner to someone who has their mom in hospice. That was last week. And someone's mom pat you know i just try to look for that that opportunity to serve others um in those ways and build community in the same way and um i just encourage others that um you know are maybe not as strong in their faith it just takes a few minutes a day to kind of focus on it and that's where you start even if it's just a minute and you can just kind of meditate on something get a little book there's plenty of little uh prayer cards i'm sure in the back of every church um and then of course we're so lucky to have crossroads as part of our community. Sometimes I just like to go in there and just piddle and peruse around what's new, what's out, and ask them, you know, who are the latest, especially local authors, which are interesting. They all have a story, testimony, and so I encourage you to do that. And look for those speakers that come. We're gonna be having a um, Hope Heals is the name of the couple coming into Lafayette April 2nd. Um, and we're gonna host that. It's a ticketed event, probably will be like $25, just to cover the expenses. Uh, where they're going to talk about their marital um, journey and that uh, it's an interesting story, but hopeheals.org would be where you get more of the um, info, but a young married couple had everything going for them and then she um, had a almost um, near death, I guess, experience, but she's um, healing and doing well and has had another baby since then and just a beautiful testimony of, uh, you know, you think your life's going to be this way and when things happen... Your faith life is so important. That was the first advice she was given when they were first married, was find a church where you're going to settle and um, be a part of that community of faith. And she said that's pretty much what saved them through the that's hardest so times. Awesome. And where will that event be? 
Well, it'll be not, at not the Bayou. Oh, at the Bayou. At okay. the Bayou. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey. They have a great little auditorium, and we were looking at costs of everything. And our Catholic churches are tied up during Lent with their own programs. So the ones that I'd reached out to that had big enough space. You so. know, it is biblical. They say if they're not against us, they're with us. So. Absolutely. <laughs> They've been very accommodating. We're meeting with That's them today awesome. to make sure everything's you know Beautiful. good to go. But more information on that later, I'm sure, at our website, lordsfoundation.com. Well, Yvette, thank you so much for being on the show. You're such a blessing to my family and I, and uh, I love you. Just, you. just a beautiful person. You. Y'all are uh, a blessing, my gosh. Well, we feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana. Please tune in next week for another edition of Cajun Catholics. Until then, God bless you. God bless.